Yo! We out here. We riding to West Virginia. We are. Where the fuck are we? Almost Richmond. We're almost in Richmond. You're, you got yours truly. You have Jeffrey Tripp. And introducing to the first time on the podcast is our good friend here, C.L. Lupton. Say hello, C.L. Howdy. Captain extraordinaire. Since you haven't... I'm going to put you on the spot, CL. Since you haven't been on the podcast yet, I'm going to let you do a little rap, a little uh, introduction of yourself. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll help you out because I ask you questions and stuff about it. But go ahead and just give a little intro of yourself. I'm basically here this weekend to protect the middle of the pack guys that David said were in trouble when he shoots these competitions. That's right. <laughs> He's a frontline defense. Look, right now... With the way last match went, and I, I, I'd be happy with a middle of the fucking pack, honestly. Um, so that that let's let's hope for that. Let's hope I put him in trouble. But um, CL has been. This is your second year shooting competitions. Second year. Yeah. Second year. Have you even shot a match this year yet? Is this your nope. first match of the year? Okay, yeah, because you you raw rode the. Uh, Fucking, I'm a new shooter. No, he's the fuck he is. A new, we'll get into that. But new shooter, West Virginia. Yeah. Well, CL though, don't be deceived. CL is no new shooter. This is his second year shooting in, you know, PRS. But he's been. In fact, when I first got started shooting long range, by long range to me at that time was you know 500 yards seemed unattainable. CL is actually the one, the person that I came to to help me do that, to start uh, shooting long range because I knew that he uh, has shot many a deer at long long range, that he shoots targets long range. So me and you set up some targets at like three or 400 yards at Beast, at, uh, Beast Barbecue Road. And we got to shooting. Now that was with my 300 wind mag that I was just getting sighted in a brand new gun so if you put mr cl prone anywhere especially off the hood of a fucking vehicle that's that's his bread and butter uh he's he's fine there's i don't want to be downrange of cl if he's prone and he's getting a lot better at all the positional stuff too and so cl i think i I may beat you the first two matches. You got DQ'd the first match because you had a uh, an ND, which could have happened to any of us. But after that, he goes to tote my ass every time we fucking shoot. That's just when you've got a foundation in shooting as like like CLs, then this stuff can come natural. Once you learn the game, then you're already ahead of the folks that have been in the game that know the game, but just don't have as much time and experience in shooting rifles you know past that normal hunting distance and cl does and cl's a great shooter um and he's a fun person to shoot with and uh you know we we're we're the the you, you got the three amigos together today so we typically don't shoot matches that at least two two of us ain't together but most time the three of us are are always together shoot matches and uh you know we ain't a team per se but we're a fucking team you know, we're help. We're always helping each other out. Accountability partners. Accountability partners. Um, and uh, so you, you've got. We're gonna go kind of through what everybody's shooting this weekend. Just people like hearing that shit. So I'm shooting the AI with the Dasher barrel on it. I got now about 200 rounds down it, and and I don't know if we go back a couple episodes before I had ever chronoed this barrel I figured it was going to be between 2900 and 2915 because I'm using the same load that my 27 inch dasher I mean it's the same damn ammo um, and that's shooting 2950ish and I figured it would probably this 26 inch barrel with 31.8 uh, grains of bargain would be about that 2900 to 2915 man if it won't 2914 the other day so I nailed it. The the grouping wasn't as good through this barrel as it was my other barrel. So I put the tuner on there and, and sucked the groups back down to very much acceptable size. So the tuner definitely stepped up and helped me on that. And um, Jeffrey, you're shooting the 
dasher on the impact in the foundation stock with your 95 grain Sierra Match Kings. You're not supposed to tell everybody about it. Well, it's already been told many yeah. times on this podcast. They so. don't shoot that good. Nobody don't nobody go out there and buy any of them. Yeah, they don't shoot good. Yeah, they they hit a wall at 600 yards and just they fall straight from yeah. the earth, straight to the earth. Um, and CL, you're shooting the same thing. You're shooting it on a ultimatum deadline deadline action with an MPA in an MPA chassis, heavier than fuck. Like I, to me, that rifle is is unwieldy. Like it's I gotta can, be like. 28 pounds yeah it's probably 26 pounds my guess that's that's just too heavy for me but see a lot stronger than i am so he can whip that thing around like it's nothing so um but we have not shot at peacemaker before we've never been up here we we only know what we've been told to expect and we're looking at the forecast and 30 percent chance of thunderstorms both days hotter than Satan's dick both days and uh, hopefully the wind stays down I don't know how high it's going to get but when you're shooting across hollers and stuff you know wind funnels just like water does so we're going to be playing around some wind that we can't really we don't have any wind indicators you know through a holler so we're you know it's it's going to be kind of a new dynamic for us in, in shooting and stuff like this which it, it's, it's going to be an awesome match it's going to be fun there's a ton of killers coming um i bought plenty of beer yeah we got plenty of beer david's gonna be uh drinking one gatorade per beer i believe (laughs) Uh, i'm not having the same bullshit happen to me last time in virginia so i'm gonna be well hydrated i'm drinking gatorade right now instead of beer this time last well, last month going to Virginia, I already had maybe two beers. So, but. so you won't have that excuse this match. Nope. But he is shooting an AI. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there'll be an excuse. So, in a vortex, I mean, there'll be some excuses. So, there's uh <laughs> Oh, did y'all see that Corvette? It had a flat camo wrap on it. I think it's badass. Um, th- these two hate my AI for some reason. They don't like AIs. I think it's just because it's my rifle. I don't even matter what it was. I think they'd be picking on me, which is fine. But uh, they're not a fan of it. I love it. So I'm excited about it. It's shooting good. But in case the beauty about an AI, instead of me bringing a backup rifle if something goes down, I just got another barrel. So I've got my 6.5 barrel with me and uh, the Burger loaded ammo. That shoots like a 2750, like a SD of six with factory ammo. So that's that's definitely a good backup to have. Jeffrey, you bought brought your Bighorn Dasher. I got old faithful. Yep. And uh, and a Dasher as well. So yeah, we're pretty we're pretty good to go. We're. But I don't have a backup. No, well you are like the last one to need a backup because this motherfucker don't touch his shit. Nothing changes. And it's one of the most accurate rifles uh, that Josh at Patriot Valley put together. It's one of the most accurate rifles I believe I've seen. And it's a, it's so fun. Because it's so heavy, when you're prone, the thing don't fucking move. The 95 is super consistent. So consistent. It we shoots we only a, tried one load in it. Yeah, it basically just took <laughs> Jeff's and shot it. You know, backed y- off y'all two, got, backed yep, off two tents. And- backed off two tents. Same uh seat and depth everything and it's a fucking hammer and when you set it on a barricade it goes nowhere so it's it's fun to shoot you shot it at 800 off of a barricade yeah i shot it look fish i said let me see it i threw up on a barricade first round impact 800 like i i was on the rifle for no more than three seconds before pulling the trigger and it's it's like automatic it's the easy button um it's literally, it feels like shooting with a laser pin. You just point it at it and hit the button and it goes straight to where you, that's just the way it feels. It's, it's a, a very fun gun to shoot. I really like the action too. That ultimatum deadline is a really cool three lug action. Three lug design. If you get, if you get the right chassis for it because of the oversized bolt, the bolt catches are, I mean the uh, mag releases are the, typically the culprit in them, but MPA seems to be really the go-to for that action because of the adjustable mag catch 
and it's uh, Josh threw it together, and he run. You're running AW mags. AW mags with the HRD with kit. the HRD kits, and it's. I mean, it's like automatic. If you get your dasher to feed like his, there's no fucking different than shooting anything else. So any mag problems, he has none. He's never had a misfeed, no problems at all. He's had a couple rounds that didn't have powder in it, um, but that's uh, that's a whole nother, <laughs> oh another story. But uh, that that gun is is so much fun to shoot. Got my 14 round AW mag. Yeah. All right. So. We made a 14 round, uh, CL took an AW mag and strategically cut out the center section of it to a certain measurement. And then we put the, uh, the universal 419, area 419 kit, that's what it was, right? 419? Yeah. 419 kit on it and he made a 14 round AW mag. And Fed like shit in my AI, but it feeds perfect in his. I, I mean, it's that action just just eats that dasher all. It, it eats it up, and there's no problem at all. So, um, yeah, so it's it's fun. I'm glad we finally got. The, I mean, here it is in fucking July, middle of July, and we're finally getting to shoot our first match, all three of us together. Look at that big ass American flag, fucking old glory, flying gloriously. Um, yeah, so we're me and Jeff aren't three beers deep, so this podcast might sound a little bit different. But uh, anyway, we're just gonna let y'all go for a ride. We're just gonna have our normal conversation, and I'm gonna just forget the recording. We'll just make sure we don't talk too much shit. We don't want people to hear. But um, anyway, our squad this weekend we've got Daniel Posey, uh, Kyle Ponce shooting with us. I think the damn CEO of Zoom Baits is shooting with us. I know he was in our squad before this match got postponed. I don't think he's, I don't think he's shooting with us. He backed out. All right, so this match was a reschedule because of fucking coronavirus. It was supposed to be in March, and then it got pushed back to, to now. So we're going to have really nice, cool weather up in West Virginia then. Now it's... You know, hot. It gets hot up there. The humidity is not gonna be as bad, so that's that's but a plus. At least, I'm, at least I'm able to make it. Yeah. Oh, so CL wasn't up until fuck. What last weekend? Last Friday. Last Friday, I was trying to sell CL's spot for him because he was supposed to fish an offshore tournament, and then last minute his uh, his boat owner uh, changed his mind. He was gonna go down to Florida, so it freed him up. So he was able to go, and that was a blessing. Well, I'm glad that. It, it ain't the same all three of us ain't here talking shit it's, it's not the same so um yeah this is uh was a was a bonus that he could come and shoot with us but anyway um fuck I don't even really know what to talk about I mean oh I know what I want to talk about fucking COVID just so everybody knows right now, because you see what the media is talking about. You see the media is talking about how all of these Republican, these red states that are having this influx of, of numbers of uh, positive cases. They are completely skewing the data. All right. Well, first of all, I want to give this little uh, nuanced information. So a family friend of ours, I told you all this last night, family friend of ours wanted to go get tested, an older gentleman. And at the town in Pitt County that he wanted to get, ta- he was, yeah, he lived in. Uh, the way the process is, is that you call, and no, that's not true. You fill out a form and send in a form. They call you and say, "Hey, come get tested." You go get tested, then they call you to give you results. He sends in his form. They have all of his information. He sends in his form to then wait for his appointment to go get tested. He gets a phone call to tell him he's tested positive. He said, oh, I ain't that something. I hadn't taken a fucking test yet. And I don't know what was made of it after that. That's all we know. Uh, but if you don't think that that fucking test result didn't get counted as a, a positive test in North Carolina, you're fucking crazy. So, so that was Pitt County. 
Yes, Big Cat is farmable. Got a friend on Monday went to Craven County to the hospital mm-hmm. on her lunch break. Waited in line after she checked in, gave all of her information, waited in line for 45 minutes. Wasn't able to get the test done. Had to get back to work, So right? she left to go back to work. She gets a letter in the mail and a phone call on Thursday letting her know that she had tested positive. Right. Never took a test. So that that's what I'm saying. So if you don't think that this is strategically planned and done, this isn't some clerical fucking error, and it's happening everywhere. And this isn't just North Carolina. I promise you it's in every state, especially was more looked at as red states, right? Because it, it only furthers an agenda. Now, mind you, we're not... My, our governor, fucking piece of shit, he hasn't... A, he's a Democrat, obviously, and he, uh, believe me, he's doing everything he can to keep schools from being clo- uh, from opening up normal. Uh, he took us back into phase two. We were supposed to be in phase three, like what? Two, six, three? Six weeks ago. Six weeks ago. Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, all this crap. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I mean, you look at the states that they're really crowing about. They're, they're crowing about Arizona, Texas, and Florida. All right. I don't really understand Texas, but. No, I'll tell you their what. Their population is not very big. But, no, this is. Thought yeah. the heat was supposed to kill coronavirus. All right, it, no, the UV does. Okay, but here's the thing. Think about this. And they go, these are three states that said, you know what, we're fucking open for business. What do all three of those three states have in common? They're all Republicans. No, 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 other than that. I'm talking about, like, just in reality, though. Like, it's, it's hot as fuck there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what does that mean? No, when I say hot as fuck, like it's hot as fuck here, but it's like super hot there. What 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 do you think people are doing? You think they're outside hanging out gardening? No, they're sitting inside. They're sitting in a damn house in the air condition or going places where air, you know it's air conditioning is blowing. They're they're congregated inside. Okay, that's one thing. Now, what do two of those states, Arizona and Texas, have in common? Other than what we just said. Fucking deserts. Ge- geographically, where are they? Midwest. South. On the fucking border. Now, it has been proven that it is all. It is a. It's a thing that more people are crossing the border now that are sick because they're coming here looking for health care. If you don't, they're going into Arizona and California, mind you, which is an absolute debacle. But they don't talk about California because. They fit the same description as the other three states I just mentioned, except for they are Democrat states. Okay? Can't talk about them. Can't talk about them. Now, y'all know who else uh, Who else opened up the same day as Texas and Florida? Literally the same day. Colorado. Now, you know why Colorado hasn't been talked about by all these cases rising and everything? Because they ain't as fucking hot there. The one thing that they, do, they don't have in common with them is that it's not it's actually nice in Colorado so people are outside and they would talk about that they talk about oh look at the amount of cases in New York that's dropped and everything it's because everybody fucking died they can't get corona if they're fucking dead so everybody that probably would have got it did get it and they're fucking dead now I'm trying to remember what the numbers were I heard the numbers the other day the actual written I mean the, the real statistic here of deaths per million Okay. Arizona was like 112 people have died per million. Okay. Texas was like 208 per million. New Jersey was 1,200 per million. New York was over 2,000 per million. Now, you tell me who's got the fucking problem. Is it Texas? Fuck no, I'll go to Texas tomorrow. I don't give a shit. I ain't going to damn New Jersey. I'm not going to New York. Uh, well, for multiple reasons. But, um, so who's doing it? But the point is that goddamn Cuomo is getting, like, they might as well throw a parade in his fucking name. 
because they the way they they act how well he's done when he he basically sentenced thousands upon thousands of senior citizens to die by sending him back but yet and that's all pr- proven and everything shit his signature all over it and yet here we are him him being praised that he's turning this thing around turning New York around okay and also at least we ain't watching him on the news anymore yeah right well and another thing you're talking about is from Memorial Day well this influx of Memorial Day post Memorial Day rise in cases you know what happened the day after Memorial Day these goddamn protests started but they don't want to talk about that they want to talk about being Memorial Day People they didn't have, spread it because they were wearing masks Dude, I don't. I saw people with masks, but there was equal amount of people that didn't have masks, if not tear more. Tear gas neutralizes. Yeah, yeah, right. Tear gas must kill the virus. <laughs> yeah, and, and fire as well, um, because all the fucking fires they lit. Um, but uh, it's it is so. Uh, it's it can't you can't even hide it anymore. It's so obvious. Fucking Stevie Wonder could see it, and. But yet, here, here we are doing everything and anything we can to justify stripping civil liberties of people in the name of something that it's, I mean, the CDC, uh, Stanford, Harvard, and uh, University of Southern California have all concluded, I'm not saying that COVID-19 is the flu or is the same as the flu, but it has not been more deadly than a normal flu season. Like, it's it's fucking math. But yet here we are thinking it's goddamn leprosy and it's just killing people left and right. So, even with the numbers being said, the one number you cannot refute is the, uh, the number of percentage of death rate or survival rate I should say it's like less than a percent 99.96 right 99.96 survival rate worldwide is 99.99 but let's not talk about the deaths unrelated to uh, that people who weren't sick that died because of COVID meaning they killed them fucking selves or drug overdose depression children there's a, I don't know if y'all remember, a few weeks ago or a month ago, there was a, a story about a fucking 12-year-old boy who killed himself. A happy boy, but because he was on complete lockdown, the kid, a kid fucking killed himself. Like, so, fuck those people, right? Who gives a shit about them? And it's, we... And, but look and, at what the Eastern European, all, all their schools are going back in. I mean, they're saying that kids don't get it, can't transfer yeah. Oh, that's already proven here too. But well, Onslow County, uh, here in North Carolina, I believe they elected to go with Plan A. Yeah. They're opening the schools back up. Yeah. There ain't gonna be no remote learning. You, if you want to remote learn, you're homeschooling your child. And don't you love how they make up these terms too? David, remote what do you think learning. Think about the fifty-fifty in North Carolina, the schools. What's that? The fifty-fifty. So Pitt County is doing. Uh, option B. Yep, that's what Buffer County is doing. And which is, they have kids that go in between this um, Mon- this time. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will be a clean day and remote learning day. And then the other group of kids will come in uh, Thursday and Friday. Right. And then they'll go in and clean the schools on Saturday. And then they switch it to for the next week, the group of kids, who goes what days. Yeah, then, then right. well, your Monday and Tuesday kids will still go Monday and Tuesday. Oh, okay, I thought they switched it back and forth. No, they're, they're okay. going to just keep. Right. You're a Monday and Tuesday kid, you're. Well, how Thursday is the kids supposed to learn a year's worth of school going to school half the time? Because, because when they're, they're home, they're supposed to be remote learning. Remote learning at home. Remote learning. I hate even giving in to what the, the Wednesday, terms they use. The kids aren't going to be playing on Wednesday. They're going to still have to be in school at home. Which means every parent across the state has essentially got to take Wednesday off from work. Now, David, would you have learned if he had a... I didn't learn. I was there every fucking day. I played my fucking cock all day long. I can tell you right now. If I'm off on Wednesday, I'm going to be fishing. 
Right. I won't be sitting behind no computer. Right. And so. I mean, they've already proven that remote learning and. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it don't work. Maybe when you're a, an adult and doing like online classes for it, but you're a fucking adult. Yeah, you have you have the sense of responsibility and the gravity of what your your education is. But These they, kids don't. I sure as hell didn't. You're paying for your education. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> but you got kids. Parents can decide if the kids they want their kids to go to school at all, or some, or do just the whole remote learning thing at home, and they will get. There's so the private, school. all the private schools locally are about to explode with new students. I, Jack, okay, oh, so my son does go to a private school. He starts kindergarten in the fall. Okay, we already know friends of ours whose kids were going to public school that have tried to have called to try to get like we're we're book full. Like we, we and they're they're getting tons of calls every day. People trying Which to is roll exactly their kids. The whole this this has been the narrative since three or four years ago. And and it's I really don't think it's a Democrat thing. Uh, the Secretary of Education currently, uh, what's her name? The uh, lady Devasi or yeah. uh, whatever the fuck. She's been is. trying to get public school systems shut down to, from the get go. Well, how much of a financial burden is that going to be on parents? What? what so, oh, okay, so a single mom, a, a single mom who is a quote unquote essential worker, a nurse. Okay. What does she do when there's no child care in sc- for school in those times? Okay, so How are teachers not essential? I mean, we always talk about how, which I agree with, teachers in the education system well, is, is the cornerstone gonna, because they're teaching their fucking kids. Are how you, is she going to afford for her two kids to go to school? Right. Yeah. Yeah, my, that's, my, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, because my opinion, teachers should be essential workers and because that... So it, I know it makes the county. whole everything go around because that's where their kids are supposed to be when the fucking parents are working. So I know our county is doing a they're going to be offering a child care option for our teachers that have kids that can't that either they don't have child care um, or they're going to be offering them child care at the schools for their teachers. Well, the yeah. Well, the teachers, the teachers aren't really an issue as far as their kids, because well, if they're not working, then they've got their kids. But the problem is the actual, the other, the the role that the teachers play for everyone else's kids. But like we have our sons, almost two, the daycare that he was going to be going to, yeah, isn't going to open. Right. They've well, already, they've already for, for some reason, daycare open. is different than. So now, then uh, we don't schools. have the child care right it's either going to be i'm going to stay at home four days a week with them which i can tell you is not going to happen <laughs> so we're going to be looking into what the school's going to be open right so private schools are i don't know if they're fully exempt from it or not i don't know but i know if it's a private like religious a religious school Right, a religion, a, a private religious school, I think, is even in a whole nother category of. Trump just said something about that. Didn't okay, he? right. So basically, you know, Jesus saved us because if it, it being a Christian school, Jackson's going to school, no mask required, just like it was a normal fucking year, and that's the way it ought to be. And but you, you can't expect kids to wear a mask. Either. It ain't gonna Can happen. You, I've tried to put a mask on that little motherfucker, and I, you would thought I'd put lava on his face. I mean, it was. This is back when it first. It was first well, back in like March and in, in, in April. Not only so, that, just to the, walk into a bathroom to take a piss at a fucking pharmacy. The school systems are going to be giving every student five masks and a bottle of hand sanitizer. Now, explain to me where they got the funds to do that for with. Buddy, they got all the funds they fucking want whenever they delegate our tax dollars what they want to. Yeah, they ain't got funds I, to get the teachers no damn pay raise, though. Right, yeah. So, teachers' unions, people think teachers' unions are the are the savior of There teachers. is no teacher union. Not North Carolina. There's not North Carolina? Nope, not allowed to. Good. When you sign a contract to be a teacher in North Carolina, you are signing, it says right in the contract, you agree to not form a union. No, you can't unionize, yeah. 
Um, you know, it's it it's sad. It, I mean, say sad is is a the understatement of the century. It's it's downright fucking wrong. But hey, did y'all see the uh, CNN thing they did last night or did yesterday or day for yesterday where some anchor for CNN or maybe it was MSNBC, one of them lefty fucking news ones. Uh, they asked five doctors. They asked five doctors if they would feel comfortable oh, yeah. sitting there, and every damn one of them said yes, absolutely. My my child will be going to school. Like yes, yes, I very much so feel comfortable doing that. And then you see the it cuts back to the anchor. I can't believe it made final edit, but they're like, oh well, I guess they feel comfortable. There you have it. Right, well, you're right. You would think he said, see, there you go. They were glad to hear a, an objective point of view from professionals, but you know they're not gonna. They're believe me. I can't believe it even made it to the air. But, uh, so, if you can't see the agenda being pushed, and uh, AOC is pushing that, with all this other bullshit going on, pushing that uh, Breathe Act, it's fucking Green New Deal 2.0. It's all it is. This country is 100%, and it has been, this isn't news, this country is such, it's, it's so under attack right now, and me and you are caught in the middle and if you think it's bad I, we were talking about this earlier before uh before we were recording if you think that shit is bad right now via whether it be dealing with the COVID 19 situation or the riots riots protesting the crime new york city is so fucking riddled with crime right it's like it's like new york city of like 1985 that's what that's what it's like right if you think it's bad now, y'all wait till November. This is fucking child's play. And I don't even mean when Trump wins or it. It don't matter who wins. Biden could walk away with this motherfucker. And it's going to happen in two, for two reasons. One, in protest of fucking Trump winning. Or B, because Biden won, they know that there's nobody that's going to have to give any pushback to anything they fucking do. That, they're go- that the damn Oval Office is going to kowtow to whatever leftist cause that they're pushing. And so, in November, I'm telling you, the shit's going to fucking burn, dude. And, I mean, you've got people calling for a fucking race war, and which is absolutely absurd on so many levels, for so many different reasons. But it, it's absolutely wretched. You've got, uh, did y'all see the email that sent out the hospital to all the, it actually didn't even go to all the staff. It went to certain staff uh, about um, fucking basically rules about white privilege oh yes uh, oh my 16 things i, I wish yeah. I'm, I'm i've got the recording app on my phone i've got a what, screenshot what, of some of what to do what to do what not to do to white people this is yeah. this, this is or written for to white people yeah this is written to white people you know or whatever obviously by white people crazy ass people um don't white splain they go into a little detail detailed description there's a whole b- bunch of different ones. So my sister got it as she works at the hospital. And it'll make you fucking vomit. Like, it'll make you fucking vomit. It's so, man, I wish we could go to Bass Pro. We just passed. Anyway. We, we can go. No, All I got to do is no, bring right here. No, we need to go. We need to get there. So, uh, right you got to shoot zero. Um, but it's 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 so sickening. And then, uh, hell, the, I just read, uh, heard last night that the Treasury Department federal the federal treasury they sent out some similar shit like the same thing and you are more it's more apparent now than ever that you are the enemy no matter who you are or what you've done what how you feel if you are white you are the enemy and it's i mean i i've never fucking million years would have would have imagined something like this going on in this country but i'm sad i'm just tell you right now get ready just just get ready and whatever that means to you take it how you want it whether that mean financially whether it mean food whether it mean ammunition firearms I do. I can't find. Go, go find nine millimeter. You're the king of finding ammo online or bullets and shit. Find some nine millimeter. You can't find none. It's nowhere. I don't need to go find. 
Oh, okay, I, all right, so CL just came through like a fucking boss. I'm going to read six. This is the email that, that was sent out at Vident Hospital in Greenville, North Carolina to not all employees. It was only to select employees. 16 bridge building tips for white people. That is the name of the program. Before I read this, I do want to mention, too, that this person at the Treasury Department that, talks, that, that started all this shit spent five million of our tax dollars on this shit five million dollars what this cost okay so now this is the 16 bridge building tips for white people one don't expect poc which in case you don't know is people of color to be your only source of education about race that's the the title headline for number one now i'm, now I'm gonna read the description black indigenous and people of color get exhausted explaining the same ideas over and over again every time a white person, quote-unquote, joins the conversation. Those are in quotations. Read, read a book instead. Watch a documentary. Google terms and ideas. If you must hit up your friend of color for insight, at least buy them dinner and, ready, and really listen to what they have to say. What the fuck? We're exhausting them. Buying dinner? Is that reparations? They're exhausted. Is that, is that reparations? Buying They're exhausted. dinner? Okay. Well, is that reparations? Dinner? Okay. Two, don't take up too much metaphorical, this was got in parentheses, metaphorical, space in the conversation. Don't take up too much space in the conversation. So don't talk. Shut the fuck up. Yes, Listen. this is a hard, this is hard. For verbal processors which what the fuck is that we know you have important things to say but white people's ideas and stories are prioritized everywhere else take this opportunity to sit quietly and elevate the voices of POC people so would it so would it be racist while I'm at dinner if I order a gin and juice oh my god I just read oh my god I or, or it, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. before you go there wait, no, this this that's funny you said that, Jeff. There's a little like a, a caveat that's in between two and three. It's like a, a asterisk uh, bullet point. Make it in and then all caps. Expensive dinner too. Don't just spring for Pizza Hut. In quotations or parentheses, that's racist. I, am I am I making that bullshit up? Nope. Nope. What? I didn't even see this before. Pizza Hut's racist. Now. I guess Pizza Hut's racist. Man, I love fucking pizza. They should have said don't take them to Popeye's. Don't take them to Bojangles. Or KFC. Yeah, that oh, would oh, be racist. That KFC. would be... Yeah, oh, oh, before, hey, oh, before we get... <laughs> before this podcast is up with, CL is telling the KFC story that happened a couple years ago. Fucking epic. And I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in this instance. Okay, moving on. Number three. Don't compare your experience of oppression or suffering with a POC's experience with oppression and suffering. Although you might see similarities between your circumstances, resist the urge to interpret a black, indigenous, or person of color's experience through your limited lens. Your limited lens. Your suffering is real, and it might help you feel more co connected to your... To, I can't read them, bounce around or empathetic toward your friend of color, but your experiences are not the same. Continue to listen to, and seek to understand. Number four, don't white-splain. Do not explain racism to a POC. Do not explain how the microaggression they just experienced was actually just someone being nice. So if someone holds the door for you, for a black person, they say, oh, you think I can't hold the door for myself? And you say, no, there's being nice. Don't do that. Don't waste pain. <laughs> Don't uh, do not explain how particular injustice is more about class than race. It is an easy trap to fall into, but you can avoid it by maintaining a posture of active listening. What does that look like? And then it has another little bullet point. My oppression? You mean like the crap conservatives get while working in public education or the government? They really just said that? Oh my God, I would, whoever wrote this, whatever fucking woke ass 
anorexic vegan white bitch that wrote this shit. I would love to rip her head off and take a loose shit down her fucking neck is what I'd like to do. Well, it should have a copyright or something on there where somebody... We haven't gotten that far. Well, I'm in number five, nigga. We got got a long way to go. (laughs) Five, don't make the conversation about you. The needs, feelings, questions, priorities of white people are centered most everywhere. If you feel silenced or undervalued, use that experience to inform how you treat POCs in other other spaces instead of developing a victim complex. The falling of, quote, white tears does not build bridges, and it shifts the focus from the true problem, racism and inequality, to how you feel about having to learn about it. So you can't even really be against racism without being racist, is what they're basically saying. <laughs> like you Don't being against your, racism is racist. Don't shed your white tears. Down. So what? It, so what is what is a Klan member? Are they less racist because they know racism is real, or they? I, I don't know. It's so fucking confusing. It's like damn quantum physics to figure out who's a damn racist or not. Seven. Don't explain away a POC's experience or oppression. They are the expert on their own experience. Don't play devil's advocate or provide an alternative explanation for what happened. Take their word for it. Maybe ask a follow-up question like, how did that make you feel? (laughs) The fuck? I'm not even going. That sounds like that might be getting too personal. That could be construed as... My answer to that is it ain't none of my goddamn business. I thought earlier it said we just need to be quiet. Yes, shut up, be quiet. Sit down in the corner and color on your coloring book. Drink your gin and juice. Yeah. Uh, Eight, if what you are about to say starts with not all, and then it has parentheses, men, white people, people, evangelicals, police officers, etc., don't say it. So if it starts out with not all, what about if I say not all black people are criminals or not all black people are, are, are racist? I can't say that? Not all? No. Because that's not, because that's true. Not all the people shooting in this competition are going to shoot good. This one. <laughs> if well, what you, you are about to say, oh yeah, I read that one. Okay, I'm going to read into that one, number eight, uh, the one I just mentioned. Conversations about race and racism are about systems, institutions, and ideologies more than individuals. Though this is contrary to a white culture norms, it is not helpful or necessary to force the conversation to fit our culture. There will always be, in quotations, good examples which, fa- uh, which fall outside generalizations. But do not derail the conversation by bringing up the exceptions while discuss- when discussing the rule. It's, I'm only at number nine. I'm already fucking hot as shit. Don't demand proof of a POC's lived experience or try to counter their narrative with an experience of another person of color. The experiences and opinions of POCs are diverse as the people. We can believe their stories. We can keep in mind, just like Jesse Smollett and uh, Bubba Wallace, we gotta believe their stories, right? Crickets. Because they fucking made them up. Keep in mind, just because one person of color doesn't feel oppressed, don't feel oppressed, that doesn't mean systemic institutional racism is not real. The boogeyman. I don't, is there any more worth fucking reading? David, you know what you need to do for your podcast? What is that? You need to get Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, I need to get Morgan Freeman. I need to get Denzel Washington. I mean, but the, by the end of the day, when they get done talking, they're going to be considered coons up times because they're not fitting the narrative. That's the, way, that's the way it operates. If you are a black person... Bill Cosby. Yeah, I'm going to get old pudding on here. <laughs> Put some jello on the pudding. Rudy, Theo. Yeah, let's get him up here. Let's see. Uh, well, I'm just going to get some... I'm tired of reading these motherfuckers. It makes me fucking vomit. Don't underestimate the impact of your words. You have the power to inflict real, lasting They're damage. They're probably going to make you go to, like, sympathetic classes. Oh, I did in the Air Force. I had to do sensitivity training in the Air Force because... <laughs> anyway. You're... Uh, okay. When Everybody in this truck, I know, but I'm sure 
99.9% of people listening to this podcast right now, when you were all kids, whenever someone picked on you or said something mean to you, what did your mama say? What's the saying? Sticks and stones don't break your bones. Words that never hurt you. That's exactly right. Okay? This one right here says, you have the power to inflict real, lasting damage in these conversations. Be careful. Melanin is not a protective shield. Decide if you want to be a bomb or a battering ram. So apparently, words are worse than sticks or stones. I mean, I just had this conversation with my son this week about sticks and stones because there's a kid in his class who follows him around, tries to pick on him. He hit him the other day, and he got in trouble for it. Jack's fucking wild him, and he got in trouble for it. And I told him that don't worry about what he says. He hit him. He kept, because the, the kid kept calling him a girl, and Jack's don't like nothing. Took offense to it. Took offense to it. And he was like, all right, wag up. And he got in trouble for it. And, and the kid keeps following him around and doing it now. Well, another kid. And I said, Jax, I understand you made you mad. You don't want to be called a girl. But it's still fucking words, son. It, they can say whatever you want. I had to give them a... I had to no, give them the a, words are a battery right now. They're bad. That's my point. But now we're telling kids and every, uh, grown adults... Words can hurt you. I mean, if words could hurt me, dog, I'd be dead right now because of the shit that I've been told. So, that's what we're... Y'all got the fucking gist of it. Thank you, CL, for finding that. You're like Jamie from Joe Rogan. You know, you find everything, Google for me. Now, he... he that's what we're... The shit that's being sent out and pumped into our everyday life. That's the new norms now. So basically, white people have no say-so in anything. We got to shut the fuck up in color. And if you don't think that Joe Biden, if he wins this damn election, is not going to be right there up front going along with whatever he's told to go along with because he don't even fucking know what <laughs> decade he's in right now. Because he lets the little black kids rub his... Rub his hair, hairs on his legs. He loves little kids sitting in my lap. I love little kids sitting in my lap. I love stiffing their heads, too. Um, well, I guess you saw this week where uh, they now want the Tar Heels name changed. Oh, God. UNC Chapel Hill, Tar Heels. They want Tar Heels removed because it was a term used by the Confederates when they were doing shipbuilding. Well, Virginia had to change their logo because the swords on it were used in the Civil War. Cavalier. Yeah. Yeah, because of cavalry. I mean, those cavalry swords. And, uh, yeah, so the Cavs had to change to take the swords away. I'm done with fucking football, by the way. Which, mind you, I think it's hilarious that uh, the Redskins want to change their name all of a sudden now. And this dude in fucking Virginia had patented all the, had trademarked all the names prior to this before all, all the ones they talked about. They'll get whatever name they want. That'll get that all his will uh, trademark will be thrown out in court. Yeah. They, they, it, that's all he even knows that. I listened, he was on a, a Redskins podcast. I listened to it just because he was going to be on it yesterday. But I'm, it's I'm, I mean I'm done. Sports. He might, he might get paid a little bit of something for it. Who knows? But right after all this shit is when the bomb drops. There's 15 women that are claiming sexual harassment since 2006, ranging up to the last year. Uh, from not from Dan Snyder himself, but uh, but from just people in his inner circle, and uh, which one of them retired this week before the bomb ball dropped? On, you know, you know what I'm saying? Before this came out, he retired. Suspicious. No, not at all. But uh, Charles Mann. Um, but all this is coming out right now. I think it's hilarious. I love it. Because you get... just fucking karma is what it is. So, you got... Sports is supposed to be where we escape, as a society, escape all of the actual real bullshit in life. The only real controversy in sports should be between teams. Who's the better team or whatever? Who's the better quarterback? Or That's what sports is supposed to be. Not this bullshit, but yet it's infected like a disease, like COVID-19. It's this progressivism has infected every aspect of life. 
you literally can't take a shit without somebody complaining about the fucking tree cut down to make the toilet paper you're wiping your ass with. So everything in life is now run by this shit. And it's up to us to squash it. I mean, this, the deck is stacked against us for sure. From the media, leftist-ran corporations, uh, mob mentality. It's, I mean, crooked-ass politicians that don't give a fuck about none of the cause, but they'll push it because they're getting paid on the backside from it. So we're fighting against it, but that's what that's what you're fighting against. So it's a sad state of affairs, this the state this country's in. I never in a million years would have thought that the Fourth of July would have been so fucking controversial. Fireworks, goddammit, we've been so controversial because of this. And the COVID nineteen plays right into about everything. To your ass, the little, little mini Cooper is going to play hell with a twenty five hundred Chevy. Yeah, well, oh shit, we got loaded in it too. <laughs> got this bitch loaded down, son. This does not stand a chance. No. Nope. Fold that damn thing up like a matchbox car. Yeah. So. Put it back in the box. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna have more. We're gonna have more um, to talk about. It's running at 51 minutes. We might do one tomorrow night after day one. It might not. Uh, could be on the way home. Talk about the match. A little after action report for you guys. But anything y'all want? Oh, the KFC story. Holy fuck, I almost forgot about it. That one was going to be ruined. Okay. All right. Now, mind you, I've heard this story. CL, CL has a gift. When he can tell a story of something that he's experienced, paints a picture. He's like fucking Rembrandt. I mean, just paints the picture like you're looking at it. And it is this story is one of the most the funny stories. I don't know if I've ever heard this story. Oh my god, Jeff, you're in for a damn treat. Alright. I don't know how clean the ver- this version needs to be. It, you can say whatever you want to say. So floor is yours, my man. Alright. So my dad likes chicken livers. So he sends me up to KFC to get him some chicken livers. And I was like, Dad, I really don't want to go. He's like, just go get the chicken livers. So I make a special trip to KFC specifically for his chicken livers. <coughs> well, the line, the drive through line was wrapped around the building. <clears throat> so I parked my truck, get out, go inside, and the line on the inside was out to the doors like you go in and they were getting like every order wrong every person in the drive-thru was bringing their food back into kfc because they were getting it wrong i mean they were having a epic meltdown helen keller was filling the orders that day so as i'm moving up in line i'm not known to have the i'm not known to be the most patient person to begin with as i'm moving up in line there's this older black lady two people in front of me and I'm not sure exactly what was said but a argument breaks out between her and the individuals that were working at KFC behind the counter well she proceeds to tell them that's why they're stupid and that's why they're working at KFC and they start exchanging racial slurs back and forth and they're all black well she asked to see the manager well the manager comes out um she was a black lady also manager comes out and the patron said that she wanted to get her money back so the manager kind of flips out gives the woman woman her money back and takes her food from her and the manager tells the associate who was cussing at the woman i'm going to my office nobody does nobody disturb me I'm not here. She just wanted to dip out and not be right. involved dealing with the bullshit that her well, story. Well, I saw right. this was going on, and I had been looking at my receipt, and the chicken livers had been sitting there for like 15 minutes under the heat lamp, this whole tray of them, and they still hadn't given me my livers. Well, they, I'd ordered a large sweet tea just for me to drink while I was waiting for the livers. So finally, after like 20 minutes... After I had already paid for it and ordered and printed out my receipt, 
they give me the livers. Well, I told them I wanted to talk to the manager. Well, the young black man tells me that there's no manager there. I said, well, I know you're lying. She's in her office. I said, you need to go get her because I want to talk to her. Well, he goes and gets her and she comes out and she's got a severe attitude. Well, I told her, I said, ma'am, I said, I really think you need to cook a fresh batch of gizzards of, of livers for me because I ordered them 20 minutes ago and they've been under the heat lamp and I had to wait 20 minutes. She's like, well, we aren't going to do that. I said, well, I said, can you at least comp my lunch, give them to me for free? She said, no. She said, I'll give you your money back, but you're not getting the food. And I said, excuse me? She said, well, you, th this ain't Burger King. You don't have it your way. You either get the food or the money, one or the other. Well, he had already given me the food. Well, I, I was going to pull a fast one on him. And I said, well, just give me my money back. And she, and she tells the, the younger guy, he said, uh, she tells him, get his food. Well, I kind of moved the bag a little closer. You mean get his money. Yeah. So we're, we kind of meet in the middle. He's got the money in one hand, and he's got my food a hold of the bag in the other. Well, I get a hold of the money in one hand, and I've still got a hold of the bag in the other. And he said, you need to let go of the bag. I said, no, you need to let go of the bag. <laughs> well, we're kind of at a Mexican standoff here <laughs> over the counter. And my blood is boiling at this point. The manager's there fussing at me. Everybody's fussing. It's just not a good it's situation. pandemonium in the damn restaurant. Right. Well, at this point, I just had enough. I said, you know what? I said, you can keep the damn gizzards. Well, so I turned loose the gizzards, and right to my left was the big tea dispenser, and I really thought about turning the tea dispenser over in the floor. <laughs> and I said, no, I better not do that. Well, then I looked down right in front of me, and I had like a 32-ounce tea. Well, I said, yeah, I can do this. Well, I proceeded to do pull like a Gronk. <laughs> Gronkowski. <laughs> with the sweet tea. I spiked the tea at the end of the line as hard <laughs> as I could. It looked like a hand grenade went off. It went all over the ceiling, <laughs> all over the manager, all over the other guy that was on. And there was literally sweet tea dripping off of the ceiling. Well, at this point, I told him, I said, you know what? I said, y'all can, can keep every damn thing. I said, I'm out of here. Well, at this point, pandemonium has truly hit the fan. Well, I'm kind of hustling to get out. Well, she's trying to get the employees behind the counter to come out and get my license plate. Well, I drove. Wait, drove yeah, you missed part what the what the other customers were saying uh, while you were while you did that. Well, and I didn't want to say a racial term or anything like that. Well, I was like, y'all can have this fucking shit. Well, and I spiked the tea and everybody, and you would have thought I had won the World Series. Everybody was cheering for me. Yeah, yeah, you showed them. You look, showed at that, them. look at that white boy go. Yeah. So I leave, and I kind of had to hustle so they wouldn't get my license plate number. So I go back to my, my dad's business, and this has been like an hour-long ordeal, and KFC's like five minutes away. Well, the first thing my dad says when I go in he says, where are my damn gizzards? And I said, I don't even want to talk about the fucking gizzards or livers. I don't, I don't even want to talk about them. <laughs> so. If, if you know CL, which, mind you, I, CL is literally like a brother to me. In fact, my son calls him Uncle CL. I, I love him. The boy's got a temper. Like, we, we are, everyone knows that. So if you know CL, you know exactly how fucking true all this is, and you can picture in your mind of this whole thing happening. Because that ain't the only instance you've had like that. And no, I, I mean, I've had a few meltdowns. <laughs> with cops? Yeah, With, I mean, with, with I mean, everybody. Uh, at a gas station pump? Absolutely. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was... <laughs> I mean, I told the individuals with the Eminem jacket on one time that I was going to make him pump my gas if he kept on running his mouth. Well, I proceeded to tell my dad the whole story, and he's like, you're just crazy. Well, the next week was the county fair, and, I, and me and my wife now went with my dad and my stepmom and another couple. We went to just walk around the fair, eat dinner, sightsee, and then come on home. Well, I look over there, and there's a young group of black, black men, 
and one of them was the individual who was behind the counter, <laughs> got in the fight with the older black lady, and that me and him had the Mexican standoff. And I told my dad, I said, Dad, that's the guy who worked at KFC when we had the incident the other day. Well, my dad, he doesn't know any strangers, so he walks over there to this group of young black men and said, excuse me, do you work at KFC? And the guy kind of turned and looked at him kind of odd. He said, I heard there was a meltdown, an incident at KFC the other day. And he said, what are you talking about? Well, my dad pointed over at me and the young black guy saw me and he said, that's a crazy white man right there. That's a crazy <laughs> white man. So I know after I left, there was probably a 30 minute cleanup in the line at KFC. They better got their shit together is all I got to say. Better have you, got have you been back to that KFC since? I haven't. I didn't go for a while. <laughs> I did not go for a good while. Yeah, you needed that manager to move on to the other places before yeah, she exactly. caught, caught Lalo as soon as she walked in. I had in. to take a hiatus from that KFC for a while. <laughs> so, it, it's never dull. I never want to be the one to fuck up CL's order. That's all I know. I don't want to be that guy. But he... Uh, he can tell a fucking story and paint a picture like you were there. And I said I wanted to be a fly on the wall, but I didn't want to be like with him at like be there there with him when he did it. Like I would like to have seen it happen, but I don't want to be there because that would have made me uncomfortable as shit. But it been would have been funny to, to to see. I wish he had like a fucking GoPro camera on when that shit was going on. But well, there's probably surveillance footage somewhere on YouTube of that. We need we need to look it up. Yeah. Crazy cracker at fucking KFC or <laughs> something like that. White man loses shit. Uh, displays privilege. It's a nice CR. But um, anyway, I had to get that story out here on the podcast. But we're gonna we're gonna have more fun on the way back. Talk about the match, and uh, I just want to get something recorded for you guys for people headed to this way or or not. Give y'all something to listen to. But anyway, appreciate it, and um, wish us luck. We're going to go fucking burn it down. First, second, third place right here in the match. You got it? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Peace out.